0: Here at Total Wine & More, you'll find what you love and love what you find, especially our totally low prices. I'm firing up the grill for burgers and want to impress the neighbors. This Cabernet is sure to take your burgers to the next level. Nice. Wow. And look at that price. Well done. I prefer medium or air. <laughs> your neighbors will love it. Find what you love, love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More, with the lowest prices in the DMV. Drink responsibly, be 21.
1: what's up everybody it's your boy taz i would like to personally thank you for checking out the intro dallas podcast the intro provides a great opportunity to build a platform to open discussions and dialogue featuring taboo topics pop culture relationship spirituality political stance while opening doors for people looking to introduce their brand such as cutting-edge individuals who can forge a positive impact in our community i am excited that you would take out the time to listen to this show do me a favor check us out at www.ilovethespotlight.com for spotlight radio and for our headliner show the Sheryl underwood radio show monday through friday
0: Some people say I'm pretty, but I can't explain. No, no. The power that I feel when When I call your name. When I call your name.
1: What's up, everybody? It's your boy Taz. And today's show is starting a little different. Usually, I am my up to beat, happy, go lucky self, but. Today, we're starting off with the song, Something About That Name Jesus. It's on Kirk Franklin's uh, album, but uh, the lead singer of this song is Bishop Rance Allen. Uh, And we're starting this on today's show with that song because, unfortunately, um, God called him home. Um, I wish there was a reset button for 2020 either a reset button to start it over or a fast forward to just wake up and it be January 1st, 2021. 2020 has been really, really rough for everybody involved. Um, and it doesn't matter if you have money, doesn't matter where you live, doesn't matter what you drive, doesn't matter what color you are, 2020 has been horrible. Um, off the top, condolences to the rants, um to Rance Allen's family. Um coming from heavy.com, Bishop Rance Allen is the gospel singer and founded the Rance Allen Group, died on October thirty first at the age of seventy one. Allen was often referred to as the father of contemporary gospel music. During his illustrious career, Allen was a recipient of five Grammy Awards, performed once for President Barack Obama, and recorded a song with Snoop Dogg. Um, One of my biggest uh, memories that I, I will always have of France Allen is the antics that he would do Whenever he was singing, like he would always do something with his body or he'd do something with his hand. And I I, I guess it, it helped him express what he was trying to say, because he done it <clears throat> to the fullest. Y'all excuse me. I'm still battling whatever this is. It goes on to say, Ellen founded the Rance Ellen Group, along with his brothers, playing bass, Steve and drummers, Thomas. In their hometown of Monroe, Michigan, in 1969, his his official website describes the group as being uh, beginning to invade the world with a new contemporary and innovative gospel sound. Allen moved to Toledo, Ohio in 1985 and was the pastor of the great, I'm sorry, was the pastor of New Bethel Church of God. According to the bio on the singer's official website, in December 1970, Ellen married evangelist Ellen Marie Groves. His official profile says that the couple had no children that they shared their love with or uh, support Too many godchildren. children. Okay, whatever. Let's go down a little bit. Ellen's death was confirmed in a statement from Bishop Robert G. Rudolph of the Church of Christ, of the Church of God in Christ in Memphis, Tennessee. The statement did not reveal the cause of the of Allen's death. The statement goes on to say due to COVID restrictions, the memorial will be private and uh it would be a private memorial for the singer. Again, my condolences to the entire family, to the fans, to the people who lost someone close to them. They're, they're, it's, it's, it's hard to say that they won't get to see anymore, but they won't get to see him here on earth. They won't get to hear him sing face to face, hear him preach face to face. See the body movements. I promise I love to see that man. Like his dancing whenever he would sing was one of them things like you you just had to be there. And I loved every bit of it. I promise I did. Um, The last performance I remember was whenever he performed with Kirk Franklin on, I think it was the Stellar Awards or something like that. The man was gigging and I loved every bit of it. But let's go down to a couple of things that we did not know about Bishop Rance Allen. Uh, number one, he thought it was a joke when he was approached about recording a song with Snoop Dogg in 2018. Um, Allen recorded the song Bless Me Again with Snoop Dogg as a part of the rapper's 2018 uh, gospel album Bible of Love. Rance, uh, Alan Rance told the Toledo Blade in 2008 that he thought someone was playing a joke on him when the rapper first reached out to him. Um, we know that this particular CD or album that Snoop Dogg did, um, went to become one of the top gospel albums the year that it was made, um, and I think, as a matter of fact, they actually, the song that Snoop performed on the Stellar Awards was the song that he done with Rance Allen. So, that was pretty dope. Um, number two, Ellen Marie Allen, that's cute. Ellen Marie Allen, the bishop's wife, called him the sweetest, most humble, patient, loving, giving man this side of glory. Ellen's wife, Marie Ellen, is referred to as the first lady of the New Bethel Bountiful Blessing Ministry. According to Grove's profile on the church website, she is a native of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and was introduced to the Lord at an early age. Her profile goes on to say that she met and fell in love with Ellen at the age of 16. The couple married with her father's consent in December 1970. Prior to becoming fully involved with the church, the profile says that Groves working in she worked in banking. In the bio, Groves referred to her husband as the sweetest, most humble, patient, loving, giving man this side of glory. Um I think it goes to say, for even us that didn't know him, we really didn't hear too many bad things. I have not ever heard anything bad about him. I heard about the individuals that had their own concept of who they thought he was because of the way, uh, because of the music he done. And, of course, there was a lot of people who had a lot to say whenever he done the song with Snoop. They were like, uh, we can't believe that you're doing the song with this guy. And whoever the other, the higher bishop or whatever, it was like he, <clears throat> he turning over in his grave and he ashamed because you... Doing something with the world. I love the fact that even though that was put out to um, Mr. Rance Allen, he did not stop doing the work. Even even after those comments came out, you can find him, like I said, on, on the Stellar Awards performing with Snoop. And who's to say that that was probably something that, it probably done something for Snoop to be around that anointing. Because I will say that man was very anointed. So sometimes you, you have to be around people that the world probably won't agree with, but they'll understand it better by and by. Uh, let's go down. What else? Allen said in 2015 that he could not find the words to describe the honor of performing for Barack O, President Barack Obama. In a... 2015, Ellen performed for President Barack Obama and the First Lady at the White House as part of a special event celebrating the history of gospel music. <laughs> we sure didn't have that with Trump. Ellen told the Monroe News in a lead-up to his performance, I'm so honored I can't find the right words to describe it. I'm excited and a little bit nervous. Ellen appeared on the lineup aside. Other legendary performers as Aretha Franklin, Lyle Lovett, and Emily Lou Harris. Uh, At the event, uh, President Barack Obama told the performers in a speech, songs were where their dreams took flight. And they expressed faith and love as the pain and fear and unimaginable loss. While Aretha Franklin said that the event was... Absolutely wonderful, Franklin added. It warmed my heart to be back with others in gospel that I grew up with, like Shirley Caesar, Rance Allen, according to Ebony Magazine. Um, I remember the concert. I saw it. Again, he did not stop the work. And I guess if I had to have a topic for for this, it wouldn't even be that he passed, it would be that he didn't stop the work. Regardless to what happened after everybody came out and they were talking about him doing the song with Snoop, he never stopped, he never gave up. And we have to get to that place to where, you know, and this is gonna be kinda touchy, but I'ma say it anyway. We don't always understand why we are put in situations that we're put in. But it shouldn't we shouldn't allow anybody to tell us or make us feel like we're unable to do what we know God has called us to do. We shouldn't stop whenever everybody they mama and the kitchen sink is being thrown at you telling you how wrong you are or questioning why are you doing or telling you that you shouldn't have done in the first place I'm pretty sure in in the process of being asked and going to the studio and um, being on Stellars God dealt with rant uh, on Mr. Allen and if he continued to do it I guess it's it is well so we have to get to a point to where we we have to be like him. We have to look at what we're doing and what people saying we shouldn't be doing, shouldn't be saying who we shouldn't be hanging around with. And we need to continue to do it. As, as I said before, we never know what effect. Snoop, B. Slay, uh the Clark sisters, uh, John P. Key. we never know what effect. What long-term effect they had on Snoop while doing this project, and that was just just to name a few. Kim Burrell, uh, just to name a few. But whatever happened with um it, with um Bishop Rants, Allen, he never ever stopped. He pursued what he knew he needed to do. So, how many of us are doing the same? Regardless of what it looked like, regardless of what people saying we should do, how many of us are still willing to pursue and go after it? Number five says Allen was Alan is being mourned as the as a legend of gospel music on Twitter. Um, I read a lot of this stuff today, um, and it really, really touched my heart. Um, let's go to E. Dewey Smith uh, Shake my head What a gift, what a talent What an incredible human being There will never be another Bishop Rance Allen Man, I can't lie This year hasn't been easy IP Rance Allen Hashtag Rance Allen Let's go down to Gotta find one more that I can read to you all That we'll actually know <laughs> Because there's a lot of people that said things about him, but we don't necessarily know them. Let's go to Marcus Spear. She says, rest in peace. Hashtag Rance Ellen. Your beautiful voice and your notes will be forever legendary. Something about that name, Jesus. It is the sweetest name I know. I know that he done a lot of music before then and a lot of music after that. But for... Some generations, that's what we're going to know him by. And anytime that song comes on from now on, we'll remember Kurt, but we'll know that it's you, Bishop Brant Allen. So from everybody here at Spotlight Media, the Intro Dallas podcast, to your family, to your friends, your labors in the gospel, we missed out we are, we are now missing out on a legend. So any videos that y'all have, post them. Let the world know that Bishop Brent Allen was it. it was he was the GOAT. He was the GOAT. You can go from traditional music to the contemporary music that made him known to a lot of the younger people. Again, I said everything that Bishop Rance Allen went through, with people telling him what he shouldn't do, who he shouldn't be around, what he should sing, what he shouldn't sing, he didn't give up, he didn't stop. He continued to be that guy. He continued to be that guy. So whatever you guys are going through today, regardless of who they are and what they're saying, Continue to be that guy or continue to be that girl. Let them talk because you kept on, not because you quit. Let me say it again. Let them talk about you because you kept on doing what they told you not to do. Don't let them talk about you and have the ability to say he stopped because I said something or she stopped because I told him something. Give him something to talk about. Don't stop. Don't quit. Don't give up that's it don't have a lot on this one this one was a big hit for me my gospel baby yeah so I want to know what you guys think about this story or if you want to do a um, a shout out to Bishop Rance Allen on the anchor app you you, sh- you should see a message that says um send a message or something or if you go to I love the spotlightcom and you click on podcasts uh, there's a purple um uh, button that you can press uh to support but you can also send us an email to spotlight uh, dot info at gmail.com you can hit us up on facebook at the intro dallas podcast or you can hit us up on twitter and instagram at smg officially let us know what bishop rance allen mean to you mean not meant mean to you because the the legend The legend still lives on And it's not going anywhere no time soon I promise you that much Let us know what he means to you Let us know what you think about this uh, Segment of the show Um, Yeah That's it it's your boy Taz Don't go anywhere we'll be right back with some more And what's up everybody It's your boy Taz If you haven't heard about Anchor It's the easiest way to make a podcast Let me explain Number one it's free Number two, they're creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So do me a favor, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm
0: to get started. These Scratchers are loaded with cash prizes of $50, $100,
2: $500, $1,500, and $5,000, and chances to win up to $250,000. These games are absolutely stuffed, jammed, overflowing. You might even say, loaded? Play the games that are packed with $7.5 million in cash prizes. Get your loaded Scratchers today.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Taz, and you are still here. I appreciate (laughs) y'all. You're listening to the Intro Dallas podcast, either on the Anchor app, you're listening on iHeartRadio, you're listening on TuneIn, or you're listening on Amazon or all the other places that you can find podcasts. But in the meantime, in between time, you can also just go straight to the website, www.ilovethespotlight.com and click on podcast and check us out there. There you can also see a link if you would like to support us financially. Your one, two, three, fours and five dollars a month will be greatly appreciated. Yeah. So I've spoke on this many, many, many times and Sometimes it was accepted and other times, you know, we got a little confrontational with the conversation. So uh, about a week ago, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts. I'm a podcast guy, which is why nobody ever really likes to ride with me, because you have to listen to podcasts when you ride with me. Podcasts or books. Uh, as a matter of fact, the book I'm listening to now on Audible is Kevin Hart. And the book is called, hold on, I got sidetracked for a minute, but I got to plug this book because this book is it. Ah, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart. The name of the book is called Decisions. Hold on, let me get it up again. Not now. Uh, The Decision, Overcoming Today's BS for Tomorrow's Success. When I tell you that book, is it. About to start it over and read and listen to it all over again. However, let's get back to the story. So, my favorite one of my favorite podcasts or favorite radio shows, the Evans Duran uh replay channel, had uh, they talked about this. But I remember, like I said, I've talked about this before, and every time I talk about it, like people want to beat me up and kill me. Um I've said many times before. Don't allow a zodiac sign to make you choose somebody or not. Don't let your zodiac, don't let a zodiac sign make you miss the best thing you've ever had. I'm just saying. And that's just me personally because we always look at why a zodiac is good for us. And then we look at why a Zodiac is not good for us. But if you think about it, and this article, again, this is at bold.com, B-O-L-D-E.com. Every single sign, there's something negative about them anyway. So believe what you want about astrology, but it's totally real. Um, From money advice to career input, understanding your Zodiac sign can help you make a better life decision especially in your relationship. If your dating life has gone from bad to worse, keep reading or keep listening. Here's advice you need to know about your Zodiac. Let's start with Aries. You're strong and independent, but that doesn't mean you're always right. Instead of trying to control every situation, let your partner take the lead sometimes. Relationships consist of two people, which means you can't always be the decision maker. You need to learn how to compromise, Aries. The more power you try to have over your partner, the quicker you'll drive them away. How many of you either are an Aries and that's you, or you've dated an Aries and that happened? Ah, right. let's go down to Taurus. As a Taurus, you're very realistic. You know, love isn't perfect, and there's a chance you could wind up brokenhearted, but does not mean that you should hide your emotions so you don't risk getting hurt. No, let go and let yourself feel, even if it means taking risks. If you always choose the safer option because it's less scary, you'll miss out on a lot. If you always choose the easy person to date because they're just available, you'll end up, you know, it's not going to last. Let's go down to... Let's talk about the Gemini. Again, this is from bold.com. B-O-L-D-E dot com. If you are a Gemini, you're the queen of bullshit. Ha <laughs> ha! you can talk your way out of anything and it's easy for you to go along with something even if you don't believe in it that's why you end up dating people you really don't like in order for your relationships to work you need to be honest with yourself and with your partner don't take the passive route because you're cool with whatever Make sure that your significant other know what you what makes you happy, what upsets you, your values, etc., etc., etc. In other words, in order for them to know all of this stuff, you have to communicate. Queen of bullshit, king of bullshit. I'm just saying. I'm going down to mine, and I'm going to see if they're right. Um, i tell y'all ahead of time, I didn't read any of these ahead of time to get an idea. Okay, let's go down to Libra this is me October 10th just passed you dreamt of getting married ever since you were a a younger person here they say a little girl but I'm all man digging out Libra so why is dating such a challenge for you sometimes you come on too strong and scare people scare people away other times your hot and cold nature leaves people unsure of your feelings The best thing you can do, Libra, is to pay attention to how you communicate so that you can avoid attracting the wrong people and turning off the right people. That is so very true. I've said many, many, many times before, the right person will never see you if you're messing around with the wrong one. I'm going to do one more because this is where we are now. Scorpio. Um... You pour your heart and soul into everything you do, which is why you're so successful in your job. But it's also why you're not that successful in love. Committing to a relationship isn't hard for you once you find the right partner. The problem is you can easily become obsessed with your relationship, which can make your partner uncomfortable. Instead of smothering your significant other, and putting pressure on your relationship, ease up a little bit. Don't smother. Well, me personally, I want you around. I want you to call. I want you to text. I want you to email. I want so that, you know. But, like I said, some people don't know how to handle that, and you'll scare them away, and they'll be out the door real, real fast. But for more information, if you want to know what these folk, have to say about your Zodiac sign Again go to bold.com That's B-O-L-D-E Dot com uh, Let me know what you think about this segment Hit us up on Facebook under The Intro Dallas Podcast Or you can hit us up on uh, Twitter and Instagram At SMG Officially Or you can email us and just tell us uh, What you think about it at Spotlightmedia.info at gmail.com I want to know what you think I want to know what you think that would that's that's crazy though because yeah I'm reading and I'm thinking about people that I've dated wow in the meantime in between time up next is our main attraction <laughs> as they say at the movies uh with our interview with the one and only Mr. Gino Igerhard. Uh-uh. but then just damage your name bro but don't go nowhere listen let's go y'all guess who's back she's back oh my goodness and I can't believe it Kelly is back with us it's only been forever sis (laughs) that's it (laughs) it. that's what I wanted to hear that let me know that you're in the house man we miss you sis
3: I missed everybody too listen they tried to get me down (laughs) hmm
1: the devil thought he had me but (laughs) (laughs) I Today, we are joined with uh, since I moved to Dallas, like I meet a lot of people in music, but um, I want to say about two three months ago on a Sunday night, I was bored in my house and in my house, bored. Um, and I wanted to go out and find something to do, and I looked on social media. And there was, uh, I call it a party. And uh, what is it, Louis? Louis Louis Piano Bar. Yes, right there. So I walked in and I I found me the closest seat to the stage because I wanted to get every bit of this. And everything started, the music and the people were just there. And uh, I made a new friend. Everybody, do me a favor and put your hands together for the one and only. She know. Yeah. Oh.
3: That's Miss Miss Pastor Nightlife. That's it.
1: That's the nightlife, cause he so no. That's that's Bishop Nightlife now.
3: That's it. Oh, he done. <laughs> he is the Bishop.
1: I've been, He's I, I, been I, 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 I'm <laughs> Anointing you today, Bishop. Before Kelly takes over, man. (laughs) I have one question. When did you know that music was going to be your thing? Um, As
2: a full-time career, uh, well, first of all, let me say thank you so very much for having me on the show. Um, It's an honor. It's a privilege. I'm very proud of you uh, for the uh, trail that you are blazing. Uh, So thank you very much, my good friend T. Bizzle. Uh, and, and Kelly, it's so good to see you as well. Um, Me too. I, So I would say um, really as a career, man, I was like 19, um, wow. approach, approaching 20 because my, I tell this story all the time, my true desire and goal was to be a professional athlete. I played the soccer for years. I grew up playing um, recreations, select, uh, played semi-pro for a little while and I fractured my ankle uh, in a practice during my semi-pro days and I never ran the same again and so I fell back onto what I assumed was just this talent I had when all along I was really everything i was doing was setting me up to be in that career so yeah about 19 years old when i said you you know what i think this actually may be the thing for me
1: yeah okay kelly take it away sis
3: okay so here's the thing gino and i have history (laughs)
2: history
3: (laughs) like when we met and started working together, we were teenagers. Gino, you were a year and some months older than me. A year and maybe just a month, maybe or something. When we met, we were teenagers like 17, 17 18, 20, 16, and 18, maybe? Yeah, yeah,
2: somewhere we in
3: there, We were yeah. teenagers um, with guys talking, like, who is this dude with this big old head? He He hair then, and we, he, he. I can, you know how people kind of change over time. I can honestly say, even with the span of time that we that we did not see each other, Gino has been the same. Like I ain't seen him hit nobody in the eye. I've never even really heard him raise his voice ever. Have heard him cuss? Yes, I have. But he's been the same approachable, um, knowledgeable, and when I say like Justin, they're pocket.
1: Yeah.
3: I, I can't do it. Yeah, that's right there. Damn. That's 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 what that's a, that's how people pattern themselves. If you ain't got no pocket, oh you suck.
2: It's, it's the invitation um, for me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, in so you know tell the people how how you knew you wanted to do it, but how did you actually at, with that? But before the soccer injury. You were, I see, I didn't know nothing about the soccer. I didn't know you had a little Hispanic king because you know they play soccer. We don't play soccer, but hey, I hate hey, yes, do what you do. Yes, we dude, do. I, okay, yes, well, yes. I, I don't want you Jersey. So that's <laughs> it, I, with a, with a U, I don't want you yeah. Jersey. I'm just saying, before then was music just, just, just something for you to do to pass the time or, how did you, when we were in the guys' property days, was it all hype for you or was it exciting or was it just something you to do at, at the time? Or was your brain really on the soccer field or what was it?
2: I, uh, I mean, I started playing drums at three years old in church, of course. Oh, okay. And so um, music really called me more so than me going after it. And I really feel truly that any true musician worth their salt, the ones that are really going after it, not just as a career or a passion, but it's like, this is my calling. This is what I do. I believe that that music, you know, it drew us to it because it understood and God, you know, so made it be that that's where we were supposed to go. That's our purpose. And so I do believe that you have uh there are many purposes on the way to your great purpose and uh that being an athlete and having that dream and passion was part of that process so i was playing drums at my grandfather's church when they let me play right because (laughs) i had i i came up in a church that uh birthed some of the greatest musicians of our time not just um on the gospel scene, but like globally, um, George Cleanscale was the first professional drummer I ever saw. Uh, Chuck Smith was the first professional bass player I ever saw. The organists uh, or ministers of music that were at my uh, grandfather's church, St. Andrew's Church of God in Christ, there in Denton, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. S.D. Mitchell, rest in peace. Dad, I miss you. Um, wow, it'll be 36 years you will be going. 34. Wow.
3: T-
0: tomorrow. Yeah,
2: wow. Yeah. My 11th birthday. How about that? So, um, wow. yeah, so the church of music, we had Douglas Miller, Burt Cross, Robbie Baxter, Bill Thompson, Warren Abram, James oh, Moore, boy. Patrick Ooh. Henderson. Like, these were these is, that's what I came up under, you know, mm. Jerome, Jerome Harmon, and, you know, he's uber produced with Timbaland. So it's like, I had the ultimate pedigree. Mm. And then I'm growing, then I'm growing up in church settings with, you know, with some of my great peers, you know, R.C. Williams, Sean Martin, you know, Robert Spud Seawright, you know, Brayden Lacey, like it's all fellowship, Myron Williams. You know when he was when it was the Williams singers. You know the Williams kids, Uh Mm -hmm. Hail, Marsha, and Demarcus. You know the uh, the Andrew brothers, Chris and Andrew, uh, Mm -hmm. Chris and Eric. You know that Mm -hmm. like that was that Mm -hmm. was what I was seeing. Javon Javon Jackson and Mm -hmm. you know then my cousins, the Craigs, Ian and Charlton, Mm -hmm. and you know uh, I mean shoot, that
3: was that
2: was a circle. That was it. That was it. That was it. You know. Be you know, I mean I know he's away from us, but Brandon Luster, you know, all of these people, you know, big big Brandon. May he rest in peace. You know. Uh, Gino,
3: you remember Paco that played for us? Did to play for us?
2: Yeah, Paco lives in Houston now. Yeah.
3: Okay, because I got some mixed in, I got some mixed information. Somebody told me Paco had passed away. You mean guitarist Paco? Yes. No, Paco is still with us. See, people be
2: lying. People be lying. Yeah, I'm still with this. Uh, So this this is where I, you know, and then, of course, all the people, you know, the fine people in God's property that I was blessed to grow up, Mm -hmm. uh, knowing, you know, the West sisters, and, you know, Mm -hmm. then, of course, Annie Hogan and the Hums and Bubba Hogan. (laughs) Right? So going to the Midnight Musicals, so I'm ingrained. I know I'm giving a long answer, and I'm, yeah, I yeah, how you're how good. I you're of good. Of That's fine. But I was ingrained in all of those things growing up musically, and I'm just a part of the scene. I'm loving being a part of it. I can play drums, but it's not a thought of this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. Uh, but I enjoyed the fellowship and being able to say that I was a part of this fraternity, and then. Mm-hmm. Um, I was one again who was fortunate enough to have like I could do other things, you know. I could I was running track playing soccer. And I mean I was I'm I'm head first into being this soccer player. Like I my goal was to make it to the Olympics, be you, know, you know, I had all of those things, trying to go to Centennial College. Uh, you know, I wanted to have get a scholarship and all these different things. Um but I could also be one of the cool kids Mm -hmm. and be and be around the scene and be able to walk into the midnight musical or to the conventions and you know and still have people know my name so it's like I'm a chameleon I like fit in everywhere and Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that part and I think that speaks to who I am today so um yeah I just I was able to fit into that circle and then not be fake. Yeah, You know, like I had the, I had the skill, you know, and although I would say it admittedly, I, I didn't think I belonged in certain conversations, but, but there was something in me that put me there that said I belonged. And so over the years, I had to catch up to what was already Mm -hmm. set before. Like, you know, I had to catch up to where my character really was supposed to be. Mm -hmm.
0: Why should you visit King's Dominion? Do it because less time planning means more time for this. Do it to take a one day family vacation. Do it to catch a serious case of the giggles together. And of course, do it to eat a funnel cake the size of your face. Because here at King's Dominion, doing something just for the fun of it is all the reason you need. The all-new 4D Spin Coaster Toonbilly is now open. Save up to 30% on tickets at kingsdominion.com.
2: You know, my talent level, I just had to finally have, you know, I had to finally wake up one day and say, no, this is like, this is the walk. And then that's when things started to turn around for me professionally and doors started to open and, uh, yeah, now we're here.
3: So, so speaking of now we're here after God's property, because that was, you know, a whole thing. What between that time span and the start of Louis Louis, what were you doing?
2: Okay. Well, my, my stint with God's property was, you know, kind of like in and out, like a lot of the guys on the scene. My my wife at the time was a part of Let's say the second wave of God's property. Yeah. yeah, we all know the the God's property story, and you know, it was ABC team, right? It went through different facets, and so part of the CT. <laughs> but but it's still, but still, a part of the rich history, right? It's a rich history. Mm-hmm. This this city would not be what it is now without a God's property. The yeah, the so music, that- the gospel music industry but the music industry, period, would not be what it is
1: without a God's Property. Wow, I have a question, question because I'm I'm, I'm a really, really big fan of Kirk. So anybody that I'm able to meet that ever done anything with him, how was the experience in your time that that you were with God's Property? Uh, Well, I
2: was, It was great because, again, I'm like an external, you know, I'm like an honorary member, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I know the cats in the band. I know the singers. But I'm not, I wasn't a part of, like, the touring, traveling act. I didn't record on the records. But because of that fraternity I spoke about Mm
0: -hmm. and that
2: camaraderie, you know, when, when there was a date that needed field, That the regular drummer was not there, whether it was Peabody or Spud had moved from drums to keys that particular date primarily, and boom, okay, I get the call, cool. So I'm in Phoenix, I'm in, you know, Florida, I'm in wherever you know wherever is needed to fill that void, Uh, and that yeah, that was all love. Kirk, I knew Kirk before God's Property. Um, Mm -hmm. I met Kirk um uh, you know it's like like everybody else through saintsville like a yeah. musical at some point and then uh then i had a chance to work with them when i was playing with this uh this uh community group community choir called the instruments of praise uh so we kind of worked together to do that and then the voices of binghamton there was a connection there so uh and then you know you just see people around the scene oh, like
1: wow
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> Took you me back. You,
3: wait a minute. Let me find out. You played. Was it the first the first album? Let me find out. You a real celebrity yeah. in these streets. Yeah. Let <laughs> <laughs> me. I need an autograph.
2: I'll, 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 Around here a little bit. So uh so, so that was my connection to Kirk, and then cool. like through the years, I've had a chance to work, you know, be blessed to work with Kirk with like the Walls Group and, and uh Tasha Page Lockhart, you know, and doing different things on different records. So shout out to Sean Martin for the connect. Dope. All right, Kelly, take it away. You, oh, but you, um, your, your, your question was from then to what, now. what have you done yeah. in between? Yeah. Yeah. Uh so so I gave the explanation of like my true connection to the God's property scene. Shout out to Miss C mm-hmm. Wright uh, as well. Um, yeah, so that was that was how that God's property thing played out. And then, you know, I did like the normal progression, um, playing for church here, church there. Uh, my junior year of high school, I was playing for Faithful Missionary Baptist Church, Pastor Sargent.
3: Um, uh-huh
2: my man Dwight Murray rest in peace Dwight love you uh Dwight it was me and Dwight there and then I was playing for Carnell Morel in Newark
3: Ooh. and
2: then Carnell Morel and company <laughs> uh rest in peace to Alvin June Shaw. love you too my brother and to Dang. Ronnie Williams rest in peace to Ronnie Williams R.C.'s big brother um and I migrated from there and I went and I was playing for the chosen vessel in Fort Worth, and then mm-hmm. Greater Harvest Church of God in Christ, rest in peace, Bishop Frank Smith. All these people are gone. Jesus. Uh, it used to be
3: my mama passed.
2: Yeah. Then I then I made it to uh, migrated to St.sville, of course, and uh, the Potter's House. Um, mm-hmm. uh, right after it was Eagle's Nest. And then I see?
3: oh, Paul, put a pen right there. Put say right there. So Eagle, let me give you a quick history. Eagles Nest Cathedral. My mama started working for Frank for, what's Walter. Well, I'm say Frank. Walter Grant. My mama started working for Walter Grant's wife, Brenda, when I was six. Mm-hmm. My mama had been with them that long. She went from Souls Harbor to Eagles Nest Cathedral. So Eagles Nest Cathedral, Troy, if you walk into the Potter's house. On the far all the way on the far end, their event center used to be a church called Eagles okay. Beatles. Yeah. That, that whole thing was a mm-hmm. church. It's three stories. It's two store. It's two more stories attached to it. That was his church. The house that they mm-hmm. used to clean is eleven hundred one Green Road. That's where I spent guys' property days. Okay. That's how guys that's how my guy's property days got paid for was Walter Grant. Oh wait, pop uh, press play.
2: That's a WV grant. That's right. That's Uh, it, man. So, so it went from there. And then um, I got married at, uh, I got married at 20 years old and I was in corporate America, you know, trying to find my way. I was a young father as well. We were very young family. And I was, I was sitting in an office one day and I want to say I was about 20, At this point, I was 23 years old and I'm playing with Carnell. I'm still playing the churches. I think I was doing a Potter's House at that time. Um, And when I say Potter's House, I was on the division of the Firehouse, which was the youth church. Which, yeah. So uh, I'm sitting at my desk one day and, and I had to be about 22, going on 23, somewhere in there. And I heard a song called on and on on the radio, sitting on my desk. I had no clue who that was. Oh no, by this time I'm I'm playing at Friendship West Baptist Church at this point. Yeah, at this point in the migration. So playing at Friendship West and of course the band at that time, uh, we were there with uh McKinley Haley at Worksheet, She to rest in peace, Mac. McKinley had, he's the first person that I can never recall introducing the concept of praise and worship to the Metroplex. And so the band that was constructed was myself, Dwight Murray, Sean Martin, Jamil Byram, Gino Young, and <laughs> this, this, this cat, Mark Family, and Mark Williams. And Gino was just graduating from Howard University. Jamil was at Alcorn, Gino comes home, starts playing with Badu, or he's traveling with Badu singing background. I do not know who Badu is, I have no clue, but I'm at my desk one day here on and on, and I say to myself, that sounds like me.
3: That's exactly how I play.
2: And at that point in time in history as well, the uh, spoken word venues, Mm-hmm. were the thing. Right? Nag Champa and dreadlocks and head wraps and music. So that, that was the thing. Mm-hmm. And so I am heavily immersed into that scene here locally, playing places like Calidus and working with Mariku Chenwa and meeting in Dombey and uh, you know, going down to reciprocity, Mama Tita and Emmanuel Galepsi Are uh, there on Tyler Street. And so I'm a part of this poetry vibe. Which is what that was, but I don't know who Erica is really. But I spoke it. I said, One day I'm gonna play for her. I don't know who this is, but one day I'm gonna work with her. And I would say about six months later, I get fired from the job. And six months after that, I was in Erica's band. Wow. Because, wow. because I spoke it. Um, Gino, she asked Gino Young. um, to construct a band for her. She wanted a band of her own because the label had put a band together for her when she first came out. It was a power trio. Incredible, incredible power trio. Norman Keys, Hurt, Hubert Eves, Puji Bell, and Dombey. Uh it was, in, yeah, it was a great band. Um, kept Dombey on because she's from the crib. Gino Young singing background, she moved him to musical director. Asked him to put some cats together. She came to a show we were playing with and She's sitting at the top of the balcony, right in the center. I'm on drums. And at the end of the night, she walks. It looks like she floated to the stage. That's like some out of Spike Lee movie. Like, <laughs> I know a change going to come. You know, that's just, <laughs> just floating. And she gets to the stage, and she said, hey, and I was, I'm starstruck and I know she's there. I've been looking at it the whole show and Jean has already told me that she, you know, that she's interested and she wants him to put a band together. And she's like, I think you should play for me. Mm. Like that, like that simply, like, like we just had uh, some vegan cookies right before the show or something. Like we know each other, <laughs> yeah, no, nothing, just, yeah, I think you should play for me. Uh, I'm gonna have Bug set something up. I want to hear you. I want to hear y'all again game play together some of my music. You down? I was like, yes, ma'am. And then the next, <laughs> the next ten years of my life were uh, immersed in the Apple Tree Cafe and Erica Badu. Wow, so, that's that phase, <laughs>
1: right? You, you, you and really then, have a story, story.
2: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. man. It's, it's, it's not enough time on this podcast or any podcast. Like I, I'd have to write a book to really, really tell it. But I'm very hesitant. You
3: should. You should.
2: I, I, I've been told that, but I'm I'm very hesitant because there, there are parts of my life. Like I'm I'm currently in a moment of a serious reflection. Um, some life events uh, have propelled me there and so I'm like sitting still in this moment and it's very frightening because there are some things about myself and my life that uh, that I had compartmentalized to a point that uh, I thought they were buried right but now mm-hmm. I really have to I'm really having to face them and and it's very therapeutic but the concept of putting them in written form, Like I just don't have the peace about that because I know I know what it's doing to me. And in order to in order to do it, to to really write it and tell the story, I'd have to be totally transparent. And right now this city can't handle that. (laughs) Let's say that. Let's say that. This city can't handle that. Yeah. So I will have to. Yeah.
3: Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I no, think you yeah. should write it. I, I think you know some memoirs, uh um, uh something, some cliff notes, something. Speaking it's, of the city mm-hmm. and with your back see, I didn't even know all of that about Badu, how she floated to the stage and all that. But with the stuff that you've done up until now, you are literally a legend in these streets. You are a pillar to Thank you. The city. Everybody looks for Uncle Gino. Everybody looks for Uncle Gino. And when he walks to the door, it's like, ee! I know I do it. I don't, you know. <laughs> I get excited. You have you. created something with Louis Louis. Going to Louis Louis now. You have created something that nobody else thought to do. It's by featuring artists and giving them a chance to showcase who they are what they have nobody i hadn't seen it unless i missed something i hadn't seen it and the first time i heard it, but i was like what's that because i wasn't hanging around downtown granted we know just about all of the same people but i didn't know nothing about you no know, louis louis and you no know, going down i didn't know nothing about that until i started dating polo and when we know, i was like what is this i said oh that's gino how did that actually start? What made you want to start doing it? Um,
2: I've I've been putting on events for years, for years. Like uh, there was a point in my late 20s that will shift uh, in, in my, I won't say in my career, uh, but it was a bit of a pause. And during that pause, I had to find a way to keep going, like to not just keep working, but to keep my relevance, um, um, in people's eyes and ears, because I wasn't necessarily traveling as much as I had been. And so I knew that, I know I'm a people person and I, you know, I was like, you know, people like me and they, know, they listen to me for whatever reason. So, so I start, so I asked a venue owner if I could put on uh, a show. And the venue was called the Main Street Internet Cafe. Um I've been going to Deep Ellum since I was about 16, 17 years old. And so this particular venue, of course, it's no longer in existence, but it's been so many other things. The last thing it it was was I uh IBK, independent bar and kitchen it was it was in that area mm-hmm. so um so the owner you know he was he granted me the opportunity to put on the show and i put on like an RB soul showcase and i featured mahogany uh, um rest in peace chris johnson like uh, mm-hmm. um buddy muhammad jason davis like uh jimmy star you know i just i just put mm-hmm. on this like as big of a soul show as I could. And then I just kept doing that at the Main Street Internet Cafe as much as they would allow me to. And so I got into, I fell into event promotion, not even knowing that's what I was doing. And that had to be, like I said, I was about 20, I want to say 26 Hmm. when that, when I started doing that. And so I would always find a way to like throw on a night, or put a band on an established night, like at Sankofa, or uh, then you know you then here comes the room jam session, and the room mm-hmm. jam session transformed this city. You know that ran six years, um, and then I fall into ten eleven, right? And I start doing ten mm-hmm. eleven grill. Well, and then before ten eleven, I. I managed a a club here. You know, it's called Club Three Six Nine. Shout out to Bishop Omar Jawa. Um, Yeah, really. And and as you, if you remember, Three Six Nine was like what the kitchen is now at the Mm Freeman. That that was part of Three Six
3: Nine. Really.
1: Okay, so like this this line there, this meeting is going to uh the meeting will end in 10 minutes. Um is it okay uh if we end in this one and start another one? Sure. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna end in this it's, it's one and I'm gonna send another um uh, uh notification to y'all give me one second. Okay.
0: Look
3: well, 369.
1: that Okay. My very first time meeting you was at uh, Louis, uh, and it was the night that you had the choir. I, I call them the choir, but what was the concept <laughs> and the meaning? Like, how did you come up with all of that? Uh, it was the play dates,
2: yes, and it was very much, yeah, it's very much just a a, a pop R B choir. I wanted, um, of course, I was inspired by you know, what Kanye or what we saw as the most recent form of,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, of like mixing the R&B and gospel world uh, with what Kanye was doing with the samples. Um, but I wanted to have something fresh or try to present something fresh here in the city. and I, but, And I wanted to do something that included everyone at the same time, not just performing on their own merit, but working together as a unit and i was like wow i like we got all the space here Mm -hmm. uh and then i you know i I really took an assessment of the layout and i was like oh this would be really dope and i i could put i could highlight like artists in different sections on different Mm -hmm. tiers and, and so yeah that's how that came to be i just wanted to i wanted to hear everybody and have everyone performing together and that was the only way that i thought that i could do it
1: So, um, I believe that um, first of all, I need you to keep that whole entire vision because that right there, um, that's it. I love the fact that on that night, you showed me how you're able to do you without changing because I didn't know you as the church person. I only knew you from what I saw that, that night, but I also witnessed how the atmosphere went from lock, like what whatever was going on there into like a whole gospel like anointed moment uh how is that a part of the importance of what you do to make sure you incorporate that feeling uh it's it's a huge a huge
2: thing for me um, for years. It, with my own band i regime right we've gone through different name changes where it was Locke johnson with i regime it was raphael and i regime uh but the concept of the band has always been the same and that is we are a a, a call and response evote uh band you know um i've always called us like our genre would be church soul okay like mm-hmm. that. They, they got pop, they got R and B, they got jazz, they got gospel, but I called ours church soul because the light in us cannot help but to come out. Like it's so emotional, this the connection that we have, and then with the pieces that I've been able to assemble for this band, you know, Chris Trailer, uh, Davion Williams, Mandy, you know, hashtag Mandy, like. Chris Branham, you know, Brian Qualt, like, these people, like, we are a church. It's, you can't deny yeah. it. It doesn't make us any less of an artist. It's who we are. And I've had people, uh, even people that uh, were very in my, were very close to my inner circle um, at one point, you know, tell me, you know, oh, man, y'all so churchy. You too churchy. And yes. I, 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 would, I would shy away from that concept a little, but at the root of it, like it always comes out. And then look at where music is today.
3: Mm-hmm. Who is
2: the who is our biggest RB solo artist right now? PJ Morton.
3: Yeah.
2: Corey Henry and the funk apostle. Mm-hmm. It ain't that's it ain't mm-hmm. nothing but church. Church. You know? and, and you know he, P- did. he won't be able to get away from it no way. No, that's it's just what it is. It's who he is. It's the art form. And now it's such a widely accepted thing. Like you you can go to church anywhere, you know, as long as it's authentic mm-hmm. and, and genuine people see and mm-hmm. that's who you really are. They love it. And so I, now I'm like, well, you know, all y'all could go to hell.
0: Because
2: <laughs> 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 that's what I'm going. I'm going here each and every time the spirit say go there. Yeah. So, and, you know, it's like, I'm talking about love. And if God is love, and I, you know, why can't I sing about that? You know, uh, PJ is uh, the biggest uh, supporter of that idea. He even had, he wrote a book about it. You know, why can't I mm-hmm. sing about love? You know, like before you got to the honeymoon stage, you know, you didn't yeah. get there on the Caesar. You got there on Earth, Wind & Fire. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So why can't I sing about it?
1: Yeah. Did you catch Fleck from the Christian world whenever you started doing anything like music outside of church oh yeah yeah
2: yeah of course i mean my, to this day you know people tell me all the time it, especially my family you know man when you just when you gonna start preaching when you gonna stop running yeah you know you preached your first sermon when you was six years old and i'm like you right i did preach a sermon at six years old but at six years old all you know is what you see mm-hmm
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, was that a call on my life, or was that because I see my daddy and my grandfathers and my grandmothers, exactly. and my, mama, my uncles, because I see them preaching? Yeah. So it's it's like, am I really following a call, or following just an example? Uh, which is nothing wrong with that, and I do believe that there is a call on my life to to lead the capacity. I do not believe firmly at almost 45 years old that that is solely relegated behind a pulpit for me and what I am supposed to say and for those that I am supposed to reach.
1: Well, I'm going to tell I you that the news are more or less conventional. I am going to use that, I'm going to do hashtag follow the call or just an example, because that's a that's bars right there. Because there's a lot of people that's, that's doing, doing things, not because they're called to do it, but because that's just what they were raised, raised up that's around all the time. That's um, what you see. Like,
2: like, if you saw... If you were raised in a family that uh, is super abusive and toxic,
3: mm-hmm. you, this
2: is gonna do. you take up those traits as you get older. If you, if you are... You're around people who are you know supremely obese. They have terrible health habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't nobody in the house do nothing. Everybody lay down to sleep all day. Then you grew up and you know, your husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever say, Why are you so lazy? That's because that's what you saw growing up. Yeah. If you bad, you bad with money now. You never you never saw an example of money management or whatever it is, like that's what that's what will groom you. Uh, until, you know, you really find what your purpose is. And then that, again, I'm not saying that I'm not supposed to be active uh, in that type of leadership role, that type of call. I just believe that it's it's more than just that pulpit for me.
1: I believe that people are, there There are a lot of people who won't walk into the Potter's house, but they'll walk into Louis or they'll walk into the Freeman. And because of the example, that you show them there because people know you know they'll know you from church or whatever or they'll they're here that you used to play here or whatever but because of what you show even on a stage outside the ministry mm-hmm. to me that's the best thing in the world because the church is for people it's you no know, they're they're not gonna go to church because I'm not gonna lie church help is starting to have a real bad reputation the building and because of that reputation it just it scares people away, and no nobody will go. But they'll go to a show because they know you're there, and you you're not afraid to go there. And I love that. What,
3: what you have, what you bring, and what you pull out of people is way bigger than a pulpit and mm-hmm. a church, anyway. And it, it it's changed a lot. Before this, nowadays, people that look like us, all of this, right here and out being in the church, they'd be like, girl, get delivered. I am delivered, but here's what you don't understand. Is somebody outside those?
1: Hey, y'all, do me a favor. Go to www.ilovethespotlight.com to find out about the Cheryl Underwood radio show uh, Monday through Friday at 3 o'clock Central Standard Time. And Inspiration's with Carmina, our gospel show, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. <laughs> Let's get back to the show.
3: ...doors mm-hmm. that looks just like me, that doesn't understand what you're saying, but they'll understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I just need a minute. And you have that, they'll understand what I'm saying as opposed to the preaching, the, 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 the talking at instead of the talking to. If that makes sense.
1: I like that talking, bad and talking nice. Talkin to hashtag that too. Yeah, de- definitely <laughs> that. I
2: uh I appreciate you know those kind of words. Uh I am I am a big supporter of uh just being true to who you are. And again, in this like this real self um discovery, self realization thing I have happening right now, like even uh what, what is, how should I say it? I am very good at wearing masks, mask, right? M-A-S-K-S. And a lot of what is seen is not all the time what is felt for me, the individual. And so I'm in a super place of uh, transparency and being vulnerable, uh, because I'm at the present time, I'm not whole. I'm mm-hmm. I'm really I'm really broken, you know. It's it's not just this pandemic either. There are some character flaw things that I that I don't let the public see that I have wrestled with, and I'm in a place now where it's like no, you know, no more, no mas. But I think that that brokenness is what people have really been flocking to, been able to see that vulnerability, even Mm. when I didn't know that it was, that it was being shown, you know, I'm very, even though I wear masks, it's very difficult for me to have the emotions in my face. Like they always come across Mm. or, or even in my body language, you know, I stay moving. But that energy, man, when people have been connected to you for so long or been following you, whatever it may be, they pick up on that energy. So if something is just a tad bit off, you know, they, they possibly know. And so I really believe that I've been able to connect with people on a very honest and real way over such a long period of time that they continue to support because they see themselves most times. Mm -hmm. they just don't they just don't see a good time they see that even though i'm not feeling my best i can join in and feel better about whatever i'm in in -hmm. this moment just like he is and and i think
1: that's what translates and you know i i went up to you right after that show i told you bro i told you what my situation was and I was like, but thank you for giving me five seconds on, on the mic just because of what had previously yeah. happened in my life. Like you, yeah. you're you definitely, you're walking out the calling that's on your life. And you may never ever touch a pulpit and lay hands and speaking tongues and all that other stuff. But I love the fact that you are walking out your ministry to people who will probably never go to church. Um, I definitely want to cover uh, this before we run out of time. Um, with everything that's going on in the world now with African-American men and women, um, what are your thoughts on pretty much everything that's going on with the systemic racism and uh, the death of uh, our Black men and our Black women? Uh,
2: man, it's it's very disheartening and heartbreaking uh, because uh, people have a right to live their life out, you know, in whatever capacity they choose to function in and for for you to take the life of another, like that didn't belong to you. So that's it's not right, you know, uh, you heartbreaking. I find racism to be the dumbest thing on the planet. Like simply because of how I look, not like yeah. you don't know you don't know me from Adam or Eve, but because my I just don't look the same way you do mm-hmm. it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me like like come on, like you know what are you really afraid of like yeah. who number one, who are you for me to be afraid of and then who are you to be afraid of me mm-hmm. nobody we both we both have blood that runs red. We all have 24 hours in every day. We all have the capacity to let the other down. We all have good days. We all have bad days. We all have to eat to live. We got to drink water to survive. We got to use the bathroom to make sure we clean our systems out. We've got to put on our clothes. Whether you have all your limbs or not, you have to put on your clothes the same way. You got to pull your pants up. You got to pull your shirt down. So what is the big difference between you and I on the outside. And how, do, why does that make you hate me so much? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think that what is happening as much as we don't like it, it's necessary. You know, I'm a big proponent. We talking about being believers. I'm a big believer in the word of God I'm in the Bible. And so I know how this story ends. You know, I don't have to watch the see the movie. I mm-hmm. read the book. Yeah, <laughs> so I like know, that yeah <laughs> you know I know I know what where this goes however um while we're here we're all here to try to fulfill uh whatever our purpose is in this earth and I want to make sure I do that I want to make sure my brother or sister do that um I think that this election, you know it, it's of course it's super important um okay we've had four years of something we can't stand now and now we really truly know what we can't stand if you never knew yes so now so now you need to be firm in your decision making and determine whether or not you want to go through because we ain't going to go through four years of what we went through it's going to be
1: worse yeah 10 times worse yeah
2: you know because it's like oh i got i got away with this now what can i do
0: Mm -hmm.
2: so even if biden and harris are not the greatest of choices, however, people feel about that.
3: Uh, better than what we got they now.
2: are, they are better than what we have now. Exactly. And and the president comes with a team. And so the prayer should be: Lord, equip and surround them with the team needed yes. to, forf- to fulfill all of these agendas. They are just two individuals, they don't run everything. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and so that's, you know, that's where I stand on that, man. You know, we, this is not the first time that we had a president uh, that we didn't truly want. You know, they're uh, (laughs) talking, Trump is talking about, you know, well, maybe I won't leave office if not elected. Well, we actually had that happen already. And that was George Bush, because remember, he didn't win. Al Gore won that election. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. And Bush and Bush just said, oh well, you know, I'm staying. Now count it again. That was wrong. Wow. Now count count it one more time. Oh, okay, now that's the right number. Yeah, let's let's go with that. We've already had that before. <laughs> so that ain't nothing new. And it's it's a big possibility that this man could stay,
1: not leave. That is a very,
2: very real possibility.
1: And I believe that his plan is not another four years, it's like another eight or
2: twelve years. Mm-mm. If it's the power, now trust me, he doesn't want to do the job. He just wants mm-hmm. to ha- have that position, that title. He mm-hmm. don't care nothing the about the job at all. At all. And so, yeah. And because we know that, you know, then we we need to make sure we cast our vote responsibly and accordingly. Uh, there is only one goal here. I don't care, you know, to be honest, I don't care who it is at this point, honestly, as long as it's not Donald Trump. Yeah. And, if, and as long as it's not someone who has the moral fiber of a Donald Trump. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where I'm at. And that's where I think we all should be. This race, like racism is going to be, people are going to judge each other to mm-hmm. Christ come back. They, they're not going to like each other. They're going to hate each other. But we need to have better systems in place to protect all mm-hmm. of us from that type of idiocracy in thinking.
1: Man, I um speechless. I love the fact that you are transparent, as you have been on today. I wish we can talk longer, but I know you have a day, I have a day, and Kelly have a day. But we will pick this back up. We do uh, a latest- part of- Yes, we, we need to do a part right two. On. Part <laughs> two is going to be whenever we're all in the same room. Because I can yes. Like, this is dope, though. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to or you're watching the Intro Dallas podcast. Uh, it's your boy Tess. I got my girl with me. That's it. LED. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, Kelly> <laughs> I, I still can't do it. I got Miss Kelly. I got Kelly. <laughs> Kelly with me. And we're joined with the one and only Mr. Gino, man. I appreciate you for joining us today. Uh, tell our nice. listeners and viewers where they can find you on social media, man.
2: Uh, you can find me at Lock Johnson uh, and then as well as at Lock Johnson's Playground at Ivory Jean Band as well. That's where you find me across all social media outlets. Gino, Locke, Johnson, Iglehart. Uh You can catch me this Friday, October 30th at the Freeman Cafe, uh, depending on when this airs. Uh, but yeah, on the 30th of October, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. for Night with the Bosses. It's also my uh, birthday celebration. Birthday is tomorrow, I'm the 28th. Brother.
1: Hey, I want to know what you guys think about these podcasts too. Send us an email at spotlightmedia.info at gmail.com or you can comment on our Facebook page, The Intro Dallas, or you can hear this up on Instagram at SMG Officially. Hey, thank you for listening to The Intro Dallas podcast show today. For this particular show, but do me a favor Don't forget we have so many more Shows that we've done before this one So if this is your first time listening Go back and check out some more In the meantime, in between times Subscribe to this podcast Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe On whatever platform you are actually listening To this on, whether it be iHeartRadio, TuneIn uh, Spotify, Amazon Music I need you guys to Subscribe and share If you're listening on the Anchor app uh, if you go down to the bottom there is a support link you want to support us with your three four five dollars a month uh we definitely appreciate that and you can also check us out on youtube for the actual video to a lot of these shows uh, that you're listening to youtube our channel is the intro dallas yeah that part again thank you guys for listening tell somebody about this show man i'll let your boy